In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise in this season of Christmas for being born into this world. Open hearts to be converted, especially in this new year, Lord. We offer you all the past year, and we offer you the new year. Amen. Good morning, 8 a.m. New Year's Day crowd. I knew there'd be somebody here, right? There's it's like, who's going to come to New Year's Day? But I was asleep way before midnight, but then all the fireworks woke me up at midnight, so I was awake again. But it's okay. We're here, and uh, so Happy New Year to all of you and to your families. It's uh, a joyful time. It's very kind of a secular day, right? But it's, uh, it's also a very joyful day. As I was praying with the New Year and praying with, you know, kind of the season of, of Christmas in general, I was reflecting. It took me the whole week to really process Christmas because it, uh, it was a lot. And I think the, uh, you know, the numbers were crazy high as far as people. The 3 p.m. mass was like insane here. And even I was talking to Mother of God, Father Brian, Father Parent, the, the 4 p.m. and Mother of God, the same thing. Just like wall to wall, people everywhere, you know, uh, which is beautiful in, in a certain sense. Um, I, think, I think really it's like kind of post-COVID because it was like Christmas of 2022. So it was like, you know, everyone's kind of like back to COVID, like pre-COVID normalcy for the most part at least. But it was so many people. And every Christmas, because Christmas is the most attended Mass of the year, period. Christmas Eve, or the Christmas Eve Masses are the most attended Masses of the year. And every year when there's all these people who come out of the woodworks who aren't usually Sunday Mass goers, uh, I always reflect on it, I really pray on it, and, and a lot of things come to mind, a lot of temptations, whether it's like I'm super excited that there's all these people at church who aren't usually here, or, or you know, like super upset that, like, where are these people usually, right? It can be very kind of downtrodden, like there's <clears throat> all these people who love Jesus, sort of, who are Christians and kind of come to Mass because they know that Christ is God. I don't know. It's a lot to, a lot to, a lot to process. But really what I was praying about this past week is <clears throat> really it's an opportunity. Right? As a priest, as a church, as a parish, as a community of worshipers and followers of Jesus, really it's like low-hanging fruit. There's so much opportunity to go and evangelize people who are very close. They're just on the cusp. Of, of being followers and disciples of Jesus. I'm not talking about your, like, your jerk cousin at Christmas who made fun of Christmas and made fun of the birth of Jesus and he's an atheist because he went to you. Okay. Not that guy. I'm talking about the people who came to Sunday Mass, who came to Christmas Eve Mass. They willingly came, fought the crowds in the parking lot or whatever, and they came and they worshipped Jesus. And they wanted to be, they wanted to come to Mass to worship Jesus. There's a lot of opportunity to evangelize, a lot of opportunity for us to evangelize. So what do we do? What's the issue here? What needs to change for us, for them, for everybody, what has to change is how we approach God, how we seek God, and how we worship God. Even the fact that we seek God, the very concept of seeking God is, is important. Because in the modern day, really, when I'm trying to, like, as a priest, trying to evangelize all these things at the church, the biggest issue that I'm like, on the wall I've been hitting my entire ministry, really, for the, over a decade, is people just don't care. There's just this mentality of like, yeah, I'm living my life, I'm doing my thing, you know, like, oh, I don't really care. They're not even arguing against me, they just don't care. And the sense that we have to really seek God, think of the Magi today in the Gospel, think about how they can be such an example for us, that they were seeking, they intentionally sought. It wasn't just this complacency, they were just sitting, waiting for God to happen to them. They went out and and sought it. So what, we need, what needs to happen for the world around us, for ourselves, is just ask, ask the big questions of life. Why do you exist? 
Why do you not not exist? You could not exist, but for whatever reason, you do exist. And then you're going to die. What's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? Like, ask those huge questions. And sometimes people can kind of lose their minds or kind of find empty things that they think will be the satisfaction of their hearts, but, but really aren't, whether it's like exercise or yoga or health or like my family, pleasures of this world, right? You know, the sex and the pleasures of this world, entertainment, people can have their hobbies, like golf is my God or, you know, whatever it might be, football is my God, you know, wealth or a legacy. These things that are all good, all these are by their very nature, good things because God has created them, but they're not God. And everything has to be balanced. Everything has to be in moderation. And if those things become the satisfaction of our heart, eventually they become empty. Eventually. I've had many bedside conversions of people who were dying because they realized it was all dust. All that matters is God. That was very beautiful. Ideally, they convert before the evening of their life, but sometimes we take what God has given us. Because only and truly only God can satisfy our hearts. Only God can be the fulfillment of all, all our desires. What else? So these magi sought after God. They were also not discouraged on the journey. Imagine the journey. Like we get exhausted by flying to Europe or flying across the country. They had to walk or like be on their animals across God knows how many thousands of miles because it took two years from the birth of Christ, because the time ascertained from Herod, to get to Bethlehem. That's a long journey. That's an intensely long journey. But they were persevered and they were, they were not discouraged. I think even I was praying with the whole concept of star. So if the star is what they were following, stars are only visible at night. And sometimes at night, there's clouds. Or like last night, fireworks. Okay, so things that disrupt the vision of the sky. So it's not like they were following the star the entire time. There were chunks of days, maybe weeks, where they couldn't see the star, yet they followed continuously. And that can be for us a good example. We want to follow Jesus, we pray in Christ and Jesus, and then sometimes in the journey of our faith, we feel distant from God. We feel like we can't see God. We shouldn't be discouraged. In fact, we should be encouraged to persevere, to continue to go. So they sought they weren't discouraged. What else? They asked questions. They asked Herod. They asked the kings and, the, and the, the scribes and say, where was this baby going to be born? Where is this king going to be born? And they all had to look up the scriptures and they had to learn. And then they were, taught, they were told because they asked learned men, they were continued on their journey. Same for us. New year. Right? New year, new me. Okay. We have to learn. We, as, we should feel as Catholics a sense of obligation to learn about the faith. Father Mike Schmitz has done so much work in the church for me. I owe that man a huge debt of gratitude. Two things that he's doing. One, Bible in a Year podcast. If you haven't listened to Bible in a Year podcast, time to start it. You're two years behind, but it's okay. The Bible is super old. We can continue starting that path. Podcast. Learn the scriptures. Go to the word of God. He's also starting today, on New Year's Day, catechism in a year. He's reading through the tradition and the teachings of the church. So seek a deep, a deeper knowledge of what this church is that you're seeking and grow in love and love of God. They sought, they weren't discouraged, and they asked questions. Also, and this is what my heart was praying with mostly throughout this week, throughout this gospel, was, was how they approach God, how we approach God. 
is very different. Sometimes we're taught as children, which is very beautiful, right? All these things are very beautiful. We're taught as children, like I, you kneel at your bedside, like, who do you want to pray for? I want to pray for Grandma and for Jadu. want to pray for Obuna Pierre. Like, we, all these things, we, we pray for specific things, which is good. But what did the Magi do? They approached Jesus, and they gave what they had to Jesus, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the, the symbols of his kingliness, of his priestliness, of his death and his resurrection, all these symbols that are very, very beautiful. They saw Jesus, they encountered God, they encountered the incarnate God, and they offered themselves to him, right? And not only just stuff or time and talent, but also we can offer him our sins, Say, God, I'm really struggling with this sin. Whatever it may be, we all have our own sins in our lives. And we can just offer it to Jesus. It seems weird, but it's very beautiful. Because that's what Christ came to do. He came to save us. So we can offer us offer something to God. Especially in this new year. Everyone has resolutions, all these things. Start with sin. Start with the thing that keeps you away from God. And offer it to Jesus. And just give it to God. And be set free from that. And continue on your journey of life, you know, on a journey of, of salvation. So we'll end with this. Pope Benedict recently passed, and we pray for his soul. And I was telling some friends, like, we pray for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict. But honestly, in the heart of hearts, I don't know if he needs our prayers. Okay? He does, right, because he died. We pray for the dead. That man is a saintly man. He's a holy man. He will be a saint. He'll be one of the greatest saints in Christian history. He's a philosophical, theological, spiritual giant. He's, his writings are incredible. And he wrote about the Magi. So we're going to read, we'll read a little bit from the Magi. Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict XVI. He said, These men were set out toward the unknown, or in any event, men with, with a restless heart, men driven by restless quest for God and the salvation of the world. They were filled with expectation, not satisfied with their secure income and their respectable place in society. They were looking for something greater. They were no doubt learned men, quite knowledgeable about the heavens and probably possessed a fine philosophical formation, but they desired more than simple knowledge about things. They wanted above all else to know what is essential. They wanted to know how we succeed in being human beings. And therefore, they wanted to know if God exists and where and how he exists, whether he is concerned about us or how we can encounter him. Nor did they want just to know. They wanted to understand the truth about ourselves and about God and the world. Their outward pilgrimage was an expression of their inward journey, the inward pilgrimage of their hearts. They were men who sought God, who were ultimately on the way toward him. They were seekers after God. Amen.